Hello and welcome to the 143rd episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. Are you familiar with the Peanuts characters? Please repeat. Are you familiar with the Peanuts characters? You know, these characters that come from the comic strip Peanuts? This was a very famous comic strip written by Charles Schultz. And of course you remember the Peanuts characters. Who were the main characters of the Peanuts comic strip? We had Charlie Brown. He was the main character. Of course, there was Snoopy. Please repeat, Snoopy. Remember how you can improve your pronunciation with words that begin with S by emphasizing the S. Snoopy. So there was Charlie Brown, there was Snoopy, there was Linus, and there was Lucy. Linus. How do you spell Linus? L-I-N-U-S. Repeat. L-I-N-U-S. He was the little guy who always carried the security blanket. Do you remember? He sucked his thumb. He was kind of intellectual, spiritual, reflective, but he always carried a security blanket. What is a security blanket? It's something that makes you feel comfortable or confident or safe. So I was thinking about Linus with his security blanket because sometimes we rely on something that we carry with us that makes us feel safe and secure. Anyway, back to Peanuts. Does anybody remember the song Peanuts by The Police? I love this song. It comes from their album called Outlandos de Amor. <laughs> I laugh because that means absolutely nothing. Outlandos de Amor was the first studio album by The Police, and they had a song on the LP called Peanuts, Peanuts. And at the end of the song, Sting is actually yelling Peanuts as if he were selling peanuts. Some of you may know the song. The lyrics start... It's all a game. You're not the same. Your famous name, the price of fame. Well, Sting was talking about a musical hero who had become simply a celebrity. He says, don't want to hear about the drugs you're taking. Don't want to read about the love you're making. Don't want to hear about the lives you're faking. Don't want to read about the muck they're raking. Anyway, if you like the police, check out the song Peanuts. Now, what else does Peanuts mean? Little money. Little money, not very much money. Come on, I can't believe this. They expect us to work for peanuts? I'm not going to work for peanuts. So the expression, peanuts, simply means very little money. I'm not going to work for peanuts. Every time I think of peanuts, I have to admit, I think of going to the baseball game as a kid. And you had the peanut vendor and the hot dog vendor and the ice cream vendor and the soft drink vendor. But really, peanuts are the snack par excellence at a baseball game. Please repeat. Peanuts are the snack par excellence at a baseball game. Now, have you noticed the expression there, par excellence? It's French. We use this expression, this French expression, when we're talking about something that is supreme, something that is first-rate, something that is quintessential. Peanuts are the snack par excellence at a baseball game. Michael Jordan, for example, was a basketball player par excellence. Johann Sebastian Bach and Frank Lloyd Wright were artists par excellence. 
La Mancha is the wine-producing region of Spain par excellence. You may or may not agree with that, but that's how we use the expression par excellence. And as I mentioned earlier, talking about peanuts, at the end of the song, Sting is yelling peanuts, peanuts, as if he were a peanut vendor. Vendor. Remember the word vendor. How do you spell vendor, by the way? V-E-N-D-O-R. And remember the trick for pronouncing the V in English. A V is an F with your voice. It's not an F. It's an F with your voice. V. Vendor. Well, a vendor is somebody who sells something. Simply that. Now, also talking about peanuts, as a kid, I used to eat peanuts in the shell. Please repeat. I used to eat peanuts in the shell. Yeah, I never shelled them. I never shelled peanuts when I was a kid. The verb is spelled S-H-E-L-L, shell. To shell a peanut is simply to take the peanut out of the shell. Crack. You crack the peanut, you open the peanut, you shell the peanut. Now, I never shelled peanuts when I was a kid. Why didn't I shell peanuts as a kid? Because I wanted to eat the salt. It doesn't make sense to shell a peanut if the peanuts are salted because the salt isn't on the inside. That reminds me of a phrasal verb, a cool phrasal verb, to shell out. To shell out means to pay money for something when you don't really feel like it. There are so many people going to the concert. Tickets are very expensive. I don't want to, but I have to shell out 150 euros for tickets. Shell, shell, shell. When I think of shell, I think of probably the most well-known tongue twister ever. She sells seashells by the seashore. Do you understand all of those words? She sells seashells by the seashore. It's a good way to practice your pronunciation. In fact, tongue twisters have been around for a long time. They go back to the 19th century. There was a man named John Harris, and he published a book called Peter Piper's Practical Principles of Plain and Perfect Pronunciation. Please repeat. Peter Piper's Practical Principles of Plain and Perfect Pronunciation. The Tongue Twister. Hey, that also reminds me of something. Twist. A twist of lemon. Those of you who like to drink cocktails are probably familiar with the concept. A twist of lemon. What does a twist of lemon mean? Well, it's that little piece of lemon, but only the peel that you put into a cocktail. The twist of lemon has a corkscrew shape. Corkscrew. What's a corkscrew? Well, a corkscrew is that tool that we use for removing corks from wine bottles. Please repeat. A corkscrew is the tool we use for removing corks from wine bottles. Now, a piece of advice for all of you. If you don't understand every word in the sentence that I ask you to repeat, it doesn't matter. Simply imitate me and then find the word. Listen to the word and find the word that you don't understand and then look it up and you'll discover a new word. Corkscrew. Those of you who like motorcycle racing or motorsports in general probably know about the corkscrew turn at the racetrack at Laguna Seca racetrack in Monterey, California. The corkscrew turn on this racetrack is impressive. It's amazing. It's this rapid left turn 
that drops. It goes down very quickly. It's as if the motorcycle racers had jumped off a five-story building. Please repeat. It's as if the motorcycle racers had jumped off a five-story building. It's the corkscrew turn. Amazing. And of course, it's practically impossible to overtake or pass somebody on the corkscrew. But there have been two people who have done it, and one was Mark Marketh back in the year 2013. Anyway, there is a lot of information in this podcast. Please go back and listen to this podcast two or three times and absorb your new vocabulary, absorb the phrasal verbs, absorb the expressions, and of course, you are constantly improving your listening comprehension by doing so. That's all for the 143rd episode of Crosby's Nine. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.